Welcome back to the Main Street Dish, where we're dishing on all things Disney food and drinks from Pavilions to Pandora, Hollywood Boulevard's Main Street, USA. On this episode, we are dishing on what has always been number one on our Disney dining bucket list, Victorian Alberts at the Grand Floridian. We are dishing on everything you need to know about the restaurant, and we will walk you through our right. course meal. I'm Colin. And I'm Bella, and together we are Millennials on Main Street. And I am Bethany Vinton, and this is the Main Street Dish. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why do I feel like I should have done that intro in like a, a, a really regal British accent? I, I just feel we, like it would have been have more fitting. We should have been British in that <laughs> intro. <laughs> 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 this didn't feel right, you know? No. I was like, do, does everybody have their cocktails tonight? And pinkies up, everyone. <laughs> yeah, serious, seriously. Can we cue the harpist? Because <laughs> cue, cue the harpist as I drink out of my universal Mardi Gras cup. <laughs> Talk about high and low. <laughs> it's, it's called ba the balance of life, right? Really. Mixing exactly. the highs and lows. Exactly. Uh, but speaking of highs and lows, there were no lows. What are we talking about lows? This was a phenomenal meal. I cannot wait to talk about it. But as we said in the intro, this has been on our bucket list for mm -hmm. as long as we've known each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this has been on our dining bucket list. Correct. I think it's always been on our bucket list. But then when we became friends and started a podcast, this is when we feel like all of our accomplishments and all of our hard work on this podcast has been worth it is when we can dine at Victorian Alberts. And we did it. We did it. So it's we all downhill it. from here. No, I'm Correct. <laughs> Correct. But it was our first like, big thing. Like this is yeah. a big thing. Yeah, it was. It's definitely not a, a cheap meal for sure. It is the oh. creme de la creme of dining at Disney World. When people always try to say, what did you expect? A good meal at Disney World? I'm like, yes, maybe I should let you in on Victoria and Alberts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't even like it, it was a, it was a dining experience. It wasn't a dinner. Mm -hmm. You know, it, no. it, it was it was it was a lifetime. It felt like a lifetime in the best way possible. It was. It was a long, amazing dining experience, and we I was honestly mind blown. Yeah, it just felt surreal. I didn't even feel like I was in my body for half of it because it was just Correct. everything I've ever dreamt of, and then even better. The food was phenomenal. The service was phenomenal. There is literally not another meal, and we've dined at Disney Fine Dining on cruise ships that I think is comparable to that meal. While no. they're great in their own right, they don't even hold a flame to how great Victoria and Alberts was. No. Yeah, and I think going into this, I was definitely comparing it to Remy. Same. And then after this meal, we went on The Wish and went to Enchante. So I think those three are all very similar in style, right? And in, mm -hmm. in, in how they plate the food in a way, you yeah. know, that, that upscale, upscale, correct, yeah. that upscale quality. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, Remy and Enchante are French. This is more, you know, American-esque mm -hmm. food. But I think that for me, 
Victorian Alberts is obviously number one out of the three. Oh, and it's like easily. a clear winner. You know, mm-hmm. it, oh I don't know. It, well, we'll we'll dive into everything. It's just there's just so much about it. There was literally no negatives. And there's just so much about it that makes it number one out of those three. But also obviously number one, I think, at all of Disney World mm-hmm. and all, number one in best food I've ever had. Period. Yeah. <laughs> this is easily the best food I've ever had and the best restaurant mm-hmm. I've ever ate at. Like easily. Yep. Easily. I, we're, yep. We are really gloating hard on this before we go into it. But how well, can but, we not? Like, how can we not? But it's true. I mean, we had all been to Remy beforehand, and I think Bella set our basis, and I mm-hmm. was just absolutely blown away by Victorian Alberts. Yes, they're, you know, obviously sort of on the same scale of what they do, but the, yes. the, they're just vastly different they at are, the same it, time. It, it was kind of like we, we entered another stratosphere. We've had fine dining, and then we were like, okay so this yeah. is fine fine dining yeah mm-hmm. it was it was just impeccable it was mm-hmm. impeccable but but let's let's dive in and let's do just a, a the brief basics of victorian alberts and then we can dive into our actual experience but victorian alberts is located at the grand floridian it's located in the main building on the second floor of the lobby as you walk up you'll see a a, a long hallway that will take you to either Citricos, or it will take you to Victorian Alberts, which will be on your left. There's a there's kind of a big hostess stand, for lack of a better term, for check-in. But the, the Victorian Alberts is behind closed, beautifully etched glass doors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not wide open to the public. It is a very closed, intimate setting. It and is- a side note to this, those glass doors, I, there is literally someone standing right uh-huh. behind those doors because we walked up to the host stand and this woman comes out and knows that we're going to Victorian Albert, essentially. I mean, we were dressed. Right. We were dressed like we were going, obviously. But right. it's like like she knew. It started then. Uh-huh. Like the service started then. She was like a, a genie. She yeah. just magically right. appeared. And we to were me, like she walked was like up. the fairy godmother. She yeah. like walked out and was like, so you're joining us for dinner tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so I feel casual. like before we could even tell the ho- the hostess at the stand, yeah. she was like, oh, are you dying? And we were like, yeah, we're yeah. going to. And then she's like, Victorian Albert, hello, welcome. And I was like, oh my God, where did you uh-huh. come from? Uh-huh. It was, it was amazing. amazing. It was amazing. But <laughs> well, again, we'll dive into all the amazing things in the service. But once once you get behind those beautiful etched glass doors, it is a prefix menu that begins at $295 per guest. Um, of course, there's an optional wine pairing that begins at an additional $150 per guest. They also have a zero-proof cocktail pairing, which starts at $110 per guest. Um, and of course, prices are subject to change. And that does not include your tax or gratuity, um, but that's just the rundown of the basics for price. So like we said, this is not cheap No, at and it's, all. And it's a choose your own adventure because you'll find out we did not go with the cheapest option <laughs> we dine there. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. We went all out. I thought when we were going up, we're like, it's so expensive. And then I looked at them and I was like, y'all, we're not doing this often. So it's all or nothing at this point. We're going, we go- yep. We're, we're going big and I'm so thankful we did. Mm-hmm. Oh, so thankful. Other other things, I mean, of course, we're talking upscale dining. We're talking <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of dollars for this dinner. So we're going to dress accordingly, right? Mm-hmm. So there, there, there is a, a, a strict dress code of semi-formal formal attire, right? That respects the uh, restaurant's elegant and opulent aesthetic for sure. I mean, I wore a suit, mm-hmm. no tie, but I wore a suit. The ladies were dressed up in dresses. Mm-hmm. Col- mm-hmm. Jeffrey was wearing a Long great sleep. collared shirt. Yep. Long yep. sleeve collared shirt. We mm-hmm. we we definitely dressed up, and and everyone in the restaurant was also dressed up to, oh, the, yeah. to the same attire. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because when we've dined at a few other fine dining places, people were in like park 
attire when we walked oh, in. Oh, for and, sure. like, this is not the vibe here at all. Oh, no. <laughs> I think they would actually turn you away. Oh, 100%. 100%. If you were not dressed up, and we'll get into it in a minute, what their requirements are, because it does come in the email that they sent you, but we'll get to that in a second. All right, let's talk about getting a reservation, because this was the first trip that we had that when we were 60 days out from our window, we had already booked this trip. A lot of times we do last minute things when we're going to Disney together. So that's why this was the perfect time to go to Victoria and Albert's. So again... I was, this was the most nervous I've ever been to get a dining reservation because I was like, I am not messing this up. This is our one time to go to V&A's. <laughs> we are doing this. So my tips would be, of course, be online. 60 days out, 5.45 in the morning, I was online and I was looking at Victorian Alberts and this trip was like a week long. So for this trip, I was looking at the last, essentially two to three days of our vacation in order to book it. Because again, the further out you are, the better chance you have of getting it. Staying on property is obviously going to be a huge benefit because 60 days out, you can book your entire trip. And there's only 50 seats in the dining room. So it's very exclusive and hard to get a table. One thing that I was a little confident about going into it, though, was that I was checking current reservations and I could randomly find tables for Victoria and Alberts for four people that were two weeks out or three weeks out. So I think it's people book it and then have canceled. So my advice would be, yes, be online at 545 in the morning, 60 days out of your check in. But also don't be afraid to put it in an app like Stakeout because there is definitely a chance you'll get it. And the one thing I do find intriguing here is there's no deposit down. Like Cinderella's Royal Table, you have to pay that in full when you go there. Here, Mm -hmm. it's just like booking a normal dining reservation. Yes, there is a fee that if you cancel within a certain amount of time, it's $100 per person. So it's more expensive. But still, 545, 60 days out, I easily snagged a reservation for one of the last days of our trip. And there were plenty of slots to choose from when I got there. Thank God. (laughs) I know. I was nervous. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. But we booked our reservation 60 days out. And then just about two weeks before we dined, they actually sent an email address to who was on the dining reservation. And it was so lovely. We've never had another restaurant do it in this fashion. It was like, dear Miss Fenton, it is our pleasure to serve you coming up. And they named the four guests. They needed me to confirm uh, dietary guidelines, menu pricing, and policy So we had to talk about the guest names, including proper titles and any married couples in the party, which was lovely because my dad was there and you guys are married. So I feel like them knowing all that information before we go is nice. You don't have to explain that at the table. Any allergies or dietary restrictions, any special celebrations. If you're staying at a Disney World resort, they'd ask for your resort and your check-in day and whether or not it's your first time dining with us. And then they do talk more in depth about the dress code in here as well where they either recommend a dress jacket or a long sleeve collared shirt with dress slacks for men and dresses may be worn or dress pants with a nice blouse for women. So gives you all that information and describes things a little bit more. There is actually a five day notice to avoid a cancellation policy. Wow. (laughs) I'm reading that now. So, (laughs) and if you occur less than 24 hours, it is the full menu price per guest. Wow. Yep. So, but I just thought that was such a nice detail of them prepping all that information before we went. And obviously it made sense when we sat at the table because all of our menu menus were personalized with our names. Yes, they were. Such an amazing touch. So nice. Such an amazing touch. No, on good cardstock, you know? Yeah. It's a nice cardstock. You know what I mean? It's like. She sounds thick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she does. (laughs) It's a good souvenir. 
It is, and it's got some good like iridescence to it as well. It's really, really mm -hmm. nice. Another perk about getting a reservation here is that they offer free valet parking mm -hmm. as well. So Grand Floridian normally charges for valet, but if you dine at Victoria and Albert's, free valet, yep. which is exciting. But let's let's take a minute and talk about the vibe once we get in, right? So I immaculate. mean, immaculate, no. <laughs> stunning, um, amazing, yeah. immaculate. Yeah, I mean, it is very. I don't want to say the word plain. It's not overly decorated. Pristine. It's very pristine. pristine it's yeah. very clean. There's white, it, it, very it, bright. Yes, for white. being no windows. <clears throat> no windows. And that's yeah. There there were a couple tables that had lit candles, but not every single one. But it it, it feels intimate. It feels small in a nice way. But then also like we were sitting in kind of I don't want to say the main circle like but we were in the main circle in the main <laughs> circle of it and if you looked above us they had kind of a vaulted ceiling with some beautiful architecture and detail and art up on the ceiling they had a harpist playing literally directly six next feet, to bella six yeah feet she wasn't us. even six feet from bella she was like no. four oh, yeah. feet from bella <laughs> Bella she was like brushing her shoulder as she played Bella the Bella was yeah. one with the harpist by the end of the night. I was. Yeah, she was. I was. Yeah, she was. But I mean, I, again, when Bethany, you said you sat down, you're like, is this really happening right now? That was the moment when we got in and I sat down. I'm like, this woman came out. She started playing the harp and I was looking around. I'm like, is this really happening right uh -huh. now? It, it just was, felt surreal. It felt surreal. It was absolutely amazing. When we walked in, it was just that moment where you're like... <gasps> Wow. And it was the same person that came and greeted us because we did when we walked up and she said, oh, are you dying with us? We were actually headed to Citra Coast right before dinner to get Colin the old fashioned. So we had said something to her when we were out there, too, of like, oh, I'm bringing him to get the old fashioned. And she was like, have you tried our old fashioned? And I was like, in my mind, I was like, obviously not. And I was like, no. <laughs> She's like, you're going to have to try it. So then, you know, that was the only time that got mentioned. She came back out and sat us, brought us to our table and sat us down. And it was just perfection. And they're like, here is the, what do they call it? That's next to you to put your stuff on. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I don't like know little, what it's called. Oh, like little like tuft thing. T the tuffet. Here is the tuffet for your cell phone. <laughs> I was like, like oh. as one should. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany goes, thank God, I was expecting one. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, they do have it at Remy, so yeah, yeah expectations do, were high. <laughs> they do. But, but it is so, it's so light and beautiful in there, but feels intimate and has no windows. So you would expect it to be a little dark being that it has no windows, but it didn't feel that way. It just felt light yet intimate. Yeah, and it didn't feel stuffy. I think mm -mm. I think sometimes when you don't have windows and, and you're kind of in a it is it was a smaller room. I expected it to be bigger and I know there were kind of offshoots, you know, mm -hmm. where they had more seating. Mm -hmm. But it didn't feel stuffy whatsoever. And I feel as our meal kind of went on, more people entered the dining room or the the room. <laughs> and it's not the at rotunda. All. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I should not label it a dining room because I know we were dining in there, but it's not. When you think dining room, this is not what it looked like. Um, but it didn't get loud. It didn't get stuffy or anything like that when when more people came in. So um, I, I just think it was just so it's just so elegant in there. And, Elegance a good word. Yeah, yeah and, and just beautiful and understated. Yeah, you know, but in a good way. Yeah, Absolutely. It, it's not this huge, <clears throat> overly extravagant everything. It is mm -hmm. simplistic, but beautiful. Right. Agreed. Loved it. Mm -hmm. I was here. I was here for the vibe. But the minute we got in, I was like, yep, yep. I know. I was let's like, get the show on the road. I was like, I can't wait. This is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, but, but let's let's dive into the food, mm -hmm. shall we? Um, let's do it. 
so now now we're seated and we've experienced kind of the vibe and and as as we're seated and we said the service started before we even walked in not even all the way down the hallway but we have to take a minute to talk about the service the service was immaculate it, it was immaculate it was elegant it was it was incredible incredible service so we had so many people <laughs> coming over and assisting us but we had one head server his name was Craig and he was truly phenomenal and he paced the meal perfectly we had another waiter come over who poured our entire wine pairing and they kind of went back and forth on explaining and describing the wines to incredible detail for both of them and then we had two or three other people coming over to help plate the table so it was just a constant influx of people kind of drifting beautifully in and out and presenting you with these amazing plates of food and so much knowledge for that's, sure that's what i want to i yes drive home here because i think the knowledge is what really set them apart from every other waiter i've had oh, at yeah. remy it's like right we're comparing them to these places sure remy and enchante yes our waiters there were great but the service here was just above and beyond because of the knowledge and just the their demeanor everything and they were still so they weren't stuffy they were friendly no. still but absolutely but regal. still so but elegant regal. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like right? craig was that man was american but was like this british man that was delivering me dinner is all i could think of in my mind he was so mm -hmm. regal yeah yeah yes, really exactly. was exactly. But, but yeah the knowledge i mean he took us through every single every single preparation of every single thing on the plate mm -hmm. how it was where it was grown the soil it was in the mood it was in when it was you know cut from the plant you know it was just the the incredible detail that he went through for literally everything and i i will say that our server sam i'm talking about sam over at kappa i mean it was similar mm -hmm. where she could talk about how every single step of the plate was made i think that's just like again we'll get into michelin stars later we'll, we'll pin that for later but just the knowledge of the culinary aspect and then also the knowledge of the wine like, mm -hmm. was just truly remarkable, just a wealth of knowledge. He just kept talking and talking and talking and I was just shaking my head in disbelief as to what I was going to be eating. They were incredibly knowledgeable and the one thing that was so apparent to me that stood out is because obviously Disney cast members that have blue name tags mean they have been recognized. It was like the meeting of blue name tags in there. <laughs> I would say I like 80% of that restaurant has a blue name tag, which means they've gotten, that it, it gets awarded by fellow cast members for being such an outstanding cast member. It was the meeting of it. Cause my dad always says, whenever my dad sees somebody with a blue name tag, he always says to them, congratulations. And how, you know, has this. And I was like, what are you gonna do? Congratulate every single person <laughs> in the room. <laughs> Cause I would say it was 60 to 80% of them had blue name tags. It was insanely crazy. Like, it was. I don't know if that's a requirement at Victoria and Alberts. It's obviously not, but you know, I think that shows how elite of a staff they are. Yeah, yeah. And I think too, not only was, you know, each person super knowledgeable in, in what they were delivering to us, you know, if, whether it was about the food or the wine, but they were also so friendly and just, you could definitely just ask them a question, you know, mm -hmm. a random question and they weren't stuffy or anything like that. Yeah. And I think that that is also why it felt so, so different from other restaurants and other experiences. And that's why I feel it was more elevated. And, and also the fact that this meal was almost four hours long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it didn't, it didn't feel mm -mm. that at all. Mm -mm. No. At I never all. wanted it to end. 
ever. No, ever. No, and when my it, stomach did because yeah. I was Accurate. definitely full. <laughs> yeah, There's for a sure. photo of us in the lobby afterwards where we're all just slightly dying. People are like, how do you really get full over a dinner like this? And I'm like, believe me, you do. <laughs> uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But but it just, it, it flew by just because of the great knowledge we were learning and the conversations we were having with, with the staff. It was truly remarkable. Mm -hmm. um, but let's, let's dive into the food, shall we? Yes. We did mention earlier the difference in menus. There is the main dining room menu, and there's also the chef's distinction menu. Perfect. You go from seven to nine courses by stepping up. 295 is the normal menu, and the chef's menu is $375. And we decided to go with that, and we all also got the wine pairing, which was $200 per person. So obviously not a cheap dinner, but before we dive into it, for full disclosure, that is what we spent on dinner. Yep. Each. <laughs> <laughs> she was a little pricey but yep. so worth it but let's let's dive into the menu let's dive in <laughs> to forget about the money we spent now just to, to reminisce exactly. to reminisce but no let's dive in so let's dive into the first course which was our amuse-bouche which was a kind of a trio of very small little things so the first thing was this beautifully cubed pink low pineapple it was phenomenal. I've had pink low pineapple a couple times before. Yeah, I um, too. And it, it's the most amazing, subtly grapefruity, citrusy slice of pineapple that you're ever going to have. That was topped with Thai basil and spiced mango. And then right next to it, they had a main lobster tartlet with watermelon and lime. And then next to that, they had a savory eclair with miso and caramel and a birico ham. It... They were beautiful to look at me first. So I felt bad gorgeous. eating them. It was a work of art. Every one of them was a, a truly a work of beautiful. art. Beautiful. They were beautiful. Like and I feel like sitting back there with tweezers. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. And I mm -hmm. just felt like it was like to the point where I was like, if I eat this, it's going to be gone. <laughs> like I felt bad eating it. But man, were they delicious. I think the winner for me was the savory eclair. Oh, agreed. Hands Easily. down. Mm -hmm. It was a salty miso kind of bite oh my gosh it was so freaking good it was incredible mm -hmm. it was absolutely it was, incredible it was phenomenal and it had these little beautifully placed flowers and some chives on the top of it my word i think bella took a bite of it before me she was sitting across from me and she was like mm -hmm. oh my god and i was like i have to eat it now i have to eat yeah. it immediately <laughs> and there was nothing wrong with the other ones the other ones were absolutely delicious works of art but that just stood out so much and it could be that we're savory people but yeah yeah <laughs> No, that was a take on an eclair that I was a fan of. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. for sure, for sure. Absolutely. So this is where we also received our welcome mocktail, cocktail, mocktail. Um, it was a zero-proof mocktail that was a delicious peach concoction that was named after the woman who created the whole zero-proof pairing. It was light. It was delicious. It was the perfect way to just wake up your palate to get things going. It was phenomenal so i none of us got the zero proof pairing no no we, <laughs> we, we all it, wanted the wine we like, yeah. yeah we all want wine <laughs> we all want wine this is this calls for wine but i i'm sure it's phenomenal if it was anything like this this peach mocktail it was truly phenomenal and it was just even the fine details i know that bella and i said this the glassware that this came out in beautifully perfect very thin crystal that this came in and it just felt so elevated compared to anywhere else that you dine in Disney. You know, oh, it's yeah. not the pottery barn that we were used to over at Citrus Coast. Yeah. Not like hating on that, but it's you've clearly stepped up a few levels. Oh, yeah. Correct. 
And then right after we finished this amuse-bouche with the peach mocktail, we got our first pour of champagne. <laughs> as one should. As, as one should. Why we were not? like, finally, thank God. When was I going to have to ask for champagne? No. <laughs> we got our first pour of champagne again in these paper thin crystal coupe glasses, which were gorgeous, mm-hmm. gorgeous glassware. I was like, can I get these on Target? <laughs> like, can I get these on Amazon? But first pour of champagne happened, and then we got the caviar course. So this was Royal Belgian caviar with a cauliflower panna cotta with, compared with the Brut Reserve. Absolutely phenomenal. The, the bowl that it came in, I don't even, I couldn't even describe it as a bowl. I feel like that's an injustice to describe it as a bowl. Mm-hmm. It was a hearty, hearty plate <laughs> that had this kind of cone like indent in it where the cauliflower panna cotta was with this beautiful scoop of caviar on top. It had a squid ink kind of tweel that was placed on the top of it as well. It made for one of the most delicious and refreshing bites. I am not a caviar fan at all. Like, I am. And you two are. I am not a caviar <laughs> fan at all. This was gone in a split second. Oh, it was so good. It was that good. It was delicious. It came out. It had your mother of pearl spoon that came with it, as it should. And that cauliflower panna cotta, though, was just phenomenal. The flavor of it, it was so light. It was delicious. It was amazing. It was. And it had such a subtle cauliflower flavor it wasn't because you know sometimes cauliflower can taste like a bit much right Mm -hmm. um but i feel the flavor here was just so light and airy and it paired so well with the with the caviar i love this i didn't know if i was gonna like it i mean i love both caviar and cauliflower i do (laughs) i do but i've never had them together and i love this i thought it was so good i know and that presentation of that swiss with ink on top of it it was almost lacy it was just yeah beautiful it was like gorgeous. again you eat with your eyes first and this came out and i was like i am going to absolutely love this i know this and oh yeah i did yep it was great and it was also just chilled to perfection mm-hmm. it was cool and it was refreshing and it was absolutely incredible and paired with that brute was absolutely amazing it was so good i mean champagne and caviar is where i'm longing to be in life <laughs> oh yeah so yeah the only pain in my life is champagne yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes absolutely um and honestly i mean it, it wasn't a stingy pour of champagne Mm-mm. either none of the pours that they gave like i feel like they were actually pretty generous oh, with the with the pours halfway prepared. through i was like am i uh, drunk no okay <laughs> This is, I got to slow down. Yeah. I'm like, I can't finish some of these because if I do, I will be on the floor. (laughs) I mean, we also started the night out at Citricos with a cocktail. So yeah, we did. That's how our night started. Yeah, Yeah, honestly, yeah, we were already there. But speaking of, speaking of booze, after we finished this, we got our next pour, which was a sparkling rosé. Oh, this one was good. Which was, was which was phenomenal. And that was paired with. The King's Hammond with English peas and whey. This was also phenomenal. This salmon was, it, it was poached salmon. For me, the presentation of this dish, though, when it came to the table, the whey was poured over the salmon as it was presented. It was stunning. Like, it was stunning. The it was like the salmon this... had been returned to the sea, correct, you know? Correct. <laughs> it, was, it was making its return back. But it just, <laughs> was beautiful it was lightly seared and just the perfect bite of salmon 
It was perfect. And, and the flavor of the pea came through as well, which I think mm-hmm. can kind of linger in the background, but it was such a strong flavor here. And it was just so lovely and so light. This was also gone in just a few forkfuls because it was so phenomenal. And I am not, again, I am not the biggest seafood fan, but this was gone. Mm-hmm. Didn't stand a chance. No, it was so good. Oh my God, this next one was so oh. good too. At some point in here, we also did get our first of three bread courses. And this one, I would, <laughs> I hate to say the most basic, I really do, but it was, it was, it was a, a great piece of bread, epi bread, kind of similar to the bread that you can find at Topolino's if you've ever dined there. Came with a, a plain butter, I believe, but it was also delicious. But we'll, we'll, I can't wait to talk about the other breads. <laughs> Honestly, can't wait. <laughs> you know, I. It was a bread I, journey. It was a bread journey yeah, for sure. Three rounds of bread i mean that is <laughs> different, what dreams are yeah. made of different exactly. breads and different butters you know the, and different exactly. butters exactly also this exactly. is probably why we were so unbelievably full <laughs> yeah exactly because i ate that bread i was not, I did not yeah, eat the bread right. that bread was so good <laughs> that was 350 dollars bread yeah exactly exactly 375 dollars <laughs> yeah. colin <laughs> ah, yeah, so, so sorry yep where every bite every crumb mm-hmm. was gone Correct. um so the next course that we got was part of the chef's special menu. And this was a langoustine with white asparagus and maricona almonds. Came with a glass of Chablis. This was, I think, one of my favorite dishes that we had all this night. Was, this was my favorite. It was yep. so phenomenal. Again, me with, who am I with the seafood? I don't know who I am. <laughs> it was, I mean, the, the langoustine was poached perfectly. Mm-hmm. The white asparagus foam situation was so so phenomenal I, was, I don't even have words i don't have a words science marvel it was <laughs> like light and fluffy but had it was a foam it was light and fluffy but had the most immense amount of flavor in it at the same time i that was one where i was like if i weren't at this nice of a fine dining place i would want to lick the plate that's how good it was <laughs> But this I to agree. me, this dish was worth the step up in price to me. It was so good. Oh, I I think this was worth the price for sure because it was so good. And I had langoustine at Remy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this was not even in comparison of yeah. what I had at Remy. Remy was good. This was amazing. So. And I will say, the only note that I have is this dish itself on this plate looks underwhelming compared to all the other presentations we got. But the flavor was, that was a grand slam. An absolute grand slam. So I'll forgive it for being a tad bit boring on the plate. Yeah. Compared to every other dish. I'm just putting it on the level. This one is not as visually pleasing as every single one. But my word, one bite of this, I was like, okay, hello, you're my favorite thing. It will be hard to top you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, yeah, speaking of beauty, I think the next two dishes we had, the bread. <laughs> Bella. Mm-hmm. You know. That was like the back bread. to the bread again, though. I mean, and <laughs> all this bread is made in-house. The, yeah, the attention to detail is just immaculate. Oh, it was so good. The next bread we had was like... The herbed, was it the herbed focaccia? Yes, it mm-hmm. was correct. And then it had the butter with, on top it had... So it was butter on the bottom, regular plain old butter on the bottom, and on the top was a smaller disc of herbed butter. It was so good. And it had edible flowers on top. And this was my favorite bread dish. It was really good. Ugh, so freaking good. 
So it was, it was beautiful. They made it look like their butter. They made it look like a mini little cabbage with the way that they uh -huh. like put the flowers. Right. I was staring at it. And I was like, how did they do this? They put this much attention into butter. I Excuse know. me. And even just the temperature that the butter is served at is perfection for spreading, which you don't always get at every single restaurant. Mm -hmm. Every single aspect of this dinner was immaculate to literally the butter. It was crazy. It was crazy good. Mm -hmm. All right, let's dive into the next dish we got. Mm -hmm. So the next dish we got was a Glacier 51 toothfish with a fried squash blossom and charred zucchini. Let's talk about the sauce. On this plate. Oh my goodness, it was so good. It was an amazing red pepper sauce. They fashioned it to kind of look like a, a, a gourd, like a pumpkin, because it was it was matched with the charred zucchini. So it was kind of like all things gourd, you know? Um, but it, I could have had, again, this was the one that I wanted to lick the plate mm -hmm. with the sauce. I mean, the fish was phenomenal. The squash blossom on top of that fish was salted to perfection uh, mm -hmm. and beautifully crispy it was so good and the charred zucchini on the side was also phenomenal but let me just talk about this sauce i can't even i'm dreaming about it right now i it was so good and and to be honest i think my only i had one negative to this dish and it was just if you had the fish and the squash blossom the fried squash blossom just that okay no sauce it was a little heavy and oily you needed the sauce. The mm -hmm. sauce lightened it up a little bit. I thought the flavor was phenomenal when you when you paired everything on the plate together. And obviously, that's how it was intended. Mm -hmm. Obviously. Mm -hmm. My, I think, honestly, the star of this for me were the side of vegetables. Like, they were, what the, the heck? was amazing. <laughs> what the heck? They were literal piece, huge pieces of squash. Like, actual pieces of squash. Not like little cut a up slice. pieces no it's yeah. like a, a whole squash but like yeah. like a baby yeah. whole squash that's yeah also big at the same yeah yep. <laughs> it would be the cherry tomato equivalent of squashes you know correct like, yes. exactly <laughs> like it is a full squash but it was that i agree with you that was phenomenal it came right on the side and every mm -hmm. aspect of that to me was so good yeah and like this yeah and like this was like an entree portion mm -hmm. essentially i mean yeah maybe the fish wasn't as big as if you were to get fish entree somewhere else but the fact that you had the side of vegetables as well i mean i was surprised yeah i was surprised but, by the amount of food but toothfish is also crazy because they have to drill down so far in the arctic to mm -hmm. in order to catch it so it is it doesn't see sunlight and all these you know they tell you all these fancy things about mm -hmm. what you're eating but it was so good so flaky so delicious perfectly seared on the top again there's this clear distinction that nothing comes to the table without being perfect because there is not one thing that got sat down at our table that wasn't actual perfection Agreed. correct speaking of perfection <laughs> this is when you guys got your old-fashioned it is so, so if you recall <sighs> When we walked up before going in, we had said to the host, we were going to get an old fashioned. And she said, oh, you have to try her old fashioned. We, I don't, did we even bring it up at dinner beforehand? Maybe, no. I think, I know, I think Israel walked over and we said something about it. Israel is the maitre d' over there. He is yes. the man in charge of everything. I think we briefly mentioned it where he said, he was like, oh, I heard you guys love old fashions. And we were like, yes. And that was the extent of the conversation. Israel yes. walks over and puts this beautiful gold coaster down at our table and plops down 
the most exquisite old fashioned ever. I can't even. Mm-mm. I. This old fashioned was invented by our, or created by our server, Craig. Again, I feel like it's like the Sam situation where they don't like to brag about the things that they did, but then we obviously pressed him for details. We did. When he was describing this, one, they make all of their ice spheres by hand. They were like, because we have such a small restaurant, a turnover, we can do these things. And then Colin, please tell us what is in this old fashioned. It is, I don't even, I'm a, I, it's, it's still so remarkable to me to even say. So it is bourbon, but it is washed with A5 Miyazaki beef. <laughs> Literally. He like renders. <laughs> like I, You want to talk about we're on our Wagyu Miyazaki journey. It is literally in the old fashioned. And it was so bizarre because it wasn't fatty or anything like that. It just added this depth of flavor that I don't even feel I can describe. I, I can't describe how good it was. I just mm-hmm. honestly can't because it was like, I'm like, is your, how do you like your old fashioned? I'm like, meaty, you know? I don't know. <laughs> like, but it, it wasn't, no, meaty is the wrong word, but it, 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 it was so rich. It, the old fashioned was so rich and it was so smooth. It was velvety almost. It was the most phenomenal thing I've ever had to drink in my life. I remember looking across the table to you and I was like, Colin, our favorite old fashioned cannot be Victorian Alberts. Because in order to get there, you have to spend so much money. We cannot say that. But I was like, but it is the honest to God's truth. That is single-handedly the best old-fashioned and it came with this non-alcoholic side seltzery situation yeah, cherry, cherry cola kind of situation it was so good i and you know they came over and brought it to the table because we had mentioned it and that is just the level of service at victorian alberts they knew we were curious about something and made sure they brought the something out for us and easily the best old-fashioned i've ever had I know. I remember taking, I think you have a video of me taking a sip of it and I just like need to put it, I just needed to put it down. I was like, I needed to, I need to put this down and I just sit with this for a minute because again, I was just thinking in my mind that same exact thought. People cannot ask me what my favorite old fashioned is. And I, I cannot look at them and just say the one of Victoria and Alberts. You're so right. It's, exactly. <laughs> feels so wrong, but it was, that old but fashioned was incredible. It's the truth though. It is the truth. Oh, but, <laughs> and then we also got our next pour of wine. <laughs> <laughs> As one does. <laughs> As one does. We're yeah, this is the point quite where good like, at this point, though. Oh, my God. So we, we, we've transitioned from into reds um, mm-hmm. with a delicious Italian red um, that was paired with our next dish, which was cochon, which is essentially smoked pork with nectarines and fennel. This was a beautifully stacked presentation. It was smoky. It had a little bit of sweetness and citrus from the nectarine. It was pretty delicious. It was good. Yeah, it, it was pretty much like pulled pork with barbecue sauce in a way that's what it gave like, me sure yeah yeah, yeah no, 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 no. yeah no, like it wasn't i don't want to simplify it like that but that's the vibes it was giving you know mm-hmm. subtle subtle vibes that um, smokiness to it yeah but i i love this i thought it was so 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 good yeah it had a little bit of a tang to it as well which i totally get that kind of backyard barbecue Mm-hmm. vibe i totally in the most upscale way but it had the smokiness that tanginess it was phenomenal it was it was absolutely delicious i mean i liked it was a nice variety because we had had at previous to this we had had so much seafood on the menu so it was nice to kind of transition off that and it paired so perfectly with this red wine that it came with it was a nice progression of the meal 
obviously yes. they're very good at that. But <laughs> I agree. Also, I felt like there was a decent amount of pork. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But then moving on to speaking, of, we're, we're going a little bit more into the red wines, right? We're going a little bit more into the meats. Let's talk about the lamb. So this was Rocky Mountain lamb with Sicilian pistachios and olives. This was also phenomenal. I'm not the biggest fan of lamb either. And I just think... <laughs> you literally said that before it came out. And then you took one bite and you were like... Mm, I love lamb now. I love no, lamb. <laughs> I, but here's something. Here's something. And I, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast before. But if you are going to go into a situation where you're going to pay a lot of money for a dinner, it, I would never be scared of anything on that menu. Because I know that in my mind, I'm trying it at its best quality. Yes. And... And it, it's so worth it to be adventurous when you know that the quality is going to be phenomenal. It's not some back hole in the wall place that you're like, yeah, I'll try langoustine here. No, this is the best of the best of the best that it's going to be. So you're getting a true, true <laughs> feeling as to the flavor, as to the profile and, and to the best quality. So I and would never shy away from trying something new in a situation like this. Correct. And it's exactly how it should be prepared. And that's right. why originally when I went, it was at Remy on Disney Cruise Line and Miyazaki was the upgrade on the menu. I was like, I'm doing this because I'll never make it at home because again, you're never going right. to get that quality. And I want a chef to prepare it exactly how it should be prepared. And that's how every dish is here. And I think it's a great way to really expand your mind on dishes. Because like I said, when they came out, you were like, I don't love lamb. And then you were like, Lamb is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. But even so, I, I can say the same for salmon. I can say the same for caviar. Yeah. I can say the same that when I looked at the menu, I was like, I'm going to be trying a lot of things here. Right. But I was just so blown away, continued to be blown away by the yeah. quality of, of the food and the flavors. Was It was phenomenal. And this came to the table and they poured the little sauce over it, which was just obviously, again, such a nice detail. And it was phenomenal. One bite of this, I was like, oh, dang, this is delicious. This is really good. It was amazing. It was. And I'm not, a, I'm not like you said, you don't like lamb. I'm, I don't normally order lamb. And this would change my mind. Mm-hmm. If this is how lamb is always, <laughs> then I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll have lamb. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure, for sure. Bella's expectation is now incredibly high. But Bella, we also did get bread with this round too. We did. Mm -hmm. We did. We did get bread. You know, I can't talk enough about the bread. (laughs) And this time the butter came out and it was like beautifully piped onto this rivet. It looked like a flower or some, you know, natural thing that occurs in nature. It was stunning and the bread itself was a seeded multi-grain situation and yep so good it was so so good the all all three breads and the butters that came with it were so good and paired so well with the bread you wouldn't think right you just think like yeah give me some good butter you know good french butter right with some sea salt on give top. me some curry gold yeah no. that's really all you need with a piece of sourdough, in my opinion. That's all you really need. <laughs> but what they did here with this bread and butter was like, yeah, the first the first bread and butter was your classic, right? Your classic bread and butter, mm-hmm. essentially. Upscale, but classic. And then the second one mm-hmm. was all the herbs and, and the floral, and it just was beautiful. And then this one was just like a heartier piece of bread, and the butter accompanied it so nicely. I just, you know, they didn't even skimp on the bread. No, like that was like no, a this full was like, wedge of bread that we got. It was. It was almost. It looked like like almost half a loaf. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. Because like it was your individual, literally 
for you. I would say it was like a quarter of a loaf of this large bread. Yes. And Bella and I ate the whole thing. <laughs> yep. yep. It was gone. Not but, unapologetically. <laughs> no, not at all. No. Nope. So not only did we have a5 miyazaki wagyu in our old-fashioned we also had it in our next course <laughs> which was a phenomenal phenomenal piece two pieces of a5 miyazaki with rice chanterelle mushrooms it was absolutely phenomenal the sauce that was served with the a5 was so good and then the amazing little mushroom and crispy rice situation that was served on the side that was so good was so good i i've never had rice that's tasted like that in my life no i love this and so you know when we were talking about kappa and how i said that i don't think this type of beef is for me yes i don't think it's for me right so uh this how they prepared it here i ate yeah Uh, this was better it wasn't just steak on a plate. There was right. a complexity to it that did we did not hit as great as it was at Kappa, and I obviously loved it. Your point there was like the char of the steak and adding that little bit of sea salt, but you really appreciated the char on the outside and the steak itself. This was just, they wanted you to hit the complete flavor profile of everything that could really bring out the flavor of the Miyazaki. Yep, yes, exactly. The sauce. I mean, it was just so, so, so good. And I don't think I'll ever have rice as good as I as it as it was here. It was just so good. That crispiness of it just added such a different texture to this dish that really made it complete. Yep. All right. Next, we are moving on to our preparation of cheeses, which I know Bella and Bethany are thrilled to talk about. But this this was served with a sherry wine. That was so thick. It was sweet. (laughs) And sweet, but so, so, so delicious. And of course, the glassware came to match, came to a beautiful kind of fluted glass. That was absolutely phenomenal. Bethany did probably finish most of Bella's sherry wine because Bella was not a big dessert wine. Sherry is caring. I'm not a big sweet wine gal, to be honest. But I am a cheese fan. So (laughs) this, this is what Monsieur Paul wanted to be, you know? Right. They, oh, they, they were even. airlines. They were the airline plate. And this is an actual work of art delivering me cheese. Yeah. It is beautiful. Yeah. It was, it was, it was literally a work of art. I mean, it had the cheeses and then it had the, the cracker on top. And what was the red thing? It, Why am I? It was the reduction. It was the berry reduction. Mm-hmm. That was like gelled. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Yes, <laughs> it was yes. the best part. So good i can't even obviously we'll post all these photos on our instagram so you can get a visual of what we're actually talking about because our descriptions do not do it justice on how much of a work of art this bit of cheese was in addition to being the best cheese i've probably ever had in my life too oh yeah oh my gosh it was just so good and they did such a great job with the amount of cheese that they gave us Mm-hmm. It was a huge amount, but it was a good variety. And it accompanied the things that were on the plate matched each cheese so well. I just, I'll never, ever, ever recreate the flavor profile that, of this because I don't even know where to begin. No. You know? <laughs> no. And the attention to detail, it had the petal or a flower on the top that was like perfectly shaped like a heart. I yeah. don't yeah, even it was. have, yeah. it was just literally stunningly beautiful in addition to tasting absolutely phenomenal. 
Yep. It was amazing. It was the best cheese course I've ever had. So next we got the mascarpone ice cream, which was phenomenal. And it came on top of kind of this apple reduction with a little bit of an oat crisp as well. So it kind of gave apple pie a la mode vibes, but it was absolutely phenomenal. It was a really good way to kind of cleanse the palate from all that savory that we just had to prepare us for the yeah, dessert. It was so light and it was so delicious. It was great. It was really that good. That could be the port talking, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it was delicious, but I'm going to be honest with you. This next thing we had. It I, was amazing. Probably one of the best desserts. It was. I'm not saying probably. It was one of the best desserts I've ever had. It is just called Strawberry Spectrum on the menu. Mm -hmm. And it is a beautiful work of art. It's like a dome. And it has around the dome, it has white chocolate, almost petal-like. Yep. Yeah, like petals or scales. Yeah, scales. That, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that cover the outside of it. And it is... Oh, I just, I have literally no words. I would want to eat this. You know, okay, on Remy, we've talked about this. The lemon. We've done, yeah. Yes, the we've citron. done, yeah, the dessert experience both at Remy and Enchante, and we've gotten the same, the citron, it's called, and it's a lemon. And this is giving me those vibes, but in like a strawberry way. Mm-hmm. And it is, I, pr- I like the strawberry a lot. I think I the strawberry too. is so good. The flavor was there. The white chocolate, I'm not a big fan of white chocolate, but I actually thought this was so good. It yeah, it paired was great. so well with it. It was a little tart and sweet. I just love this so much. Yeah, and it had this thin layer of cake underneath the dome in between mm-hmm. these chocolate layers, and it was topped with gold leaf. Because mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> why not? It sparkled. Because you need to be more bougie. <laughs> bougie. <laughs> yep, it sparkled like a diamond in the sky. It was gorgeous, this gorgeous dessert. And in the inside, it had the most amazingly fresh and sweet strawberry compote in there that was so delicious so this was the perfect little masterpiece dessert to top off an incredible meal but Mm -hmm. wait because they (laughs) gave us more (laughs) there's more so next we got kind of a, a little four set of little even smaller desserts and that include goat cheese marshmallows honey caramel bonbons meyer lemon gateaus and hibiscus twills Mm. What was your favorite? The hibiscus twill. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) You both said two of my favorite things as well. The goat cheese marshmallow and the hibiscus twill. I actually think, though, the hibiscus twill does it for me. And it was because it had this tartness to it. That... It was like the bougiest fruit roll-up I've ever had in my yeah, life. Yeah, that's Correct. exactly what it was. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. It was so Correct. freaking good. I also thought the honey caramel bonbon was obviously delicious. I mean, it's mm-hmm. exactly All of it what was it delicious. Is. So, yeah, I mean. But I, this, this I, was I the point it. in which I was in pain, though. I was, I, I yeah, thought yeah. I was like, I need to try all of these. Oh, my God. But not only did we have those. I mean, we each ordered a cappuccino, a de- mm-hmm. delicious, yeah. delicious, amazing cappuccino. Your dad ordered tea. And the the tea situation was phenomenal. And I think they do that for drip coffee as well. But we all were like, we need decaf at this point. Mm -hmm. That was a cappuccino. It was late. We're tired. Yep. But it was just a really nice way to sit and kind of marinate in that whole experience. And for not just be over after that, we were able to sit and chill. Um, But your dad was given an iPad. Yeah. In which to select his tea. And then they brought the tea, they brought the the tea out all loose leaf tea and they put it in this like 
Dr. Frankenstein Bunsen siphon burner situation. siphon situation with the water on the bottom and the tea on top and the water boiled up and over and the tea spilled back out down into the cup. I was so mesmerized by it because your dad and I were sitting across from each other and they put it right in between us and it was like staring at the situation for far too long. And you were like, get a video, get a video. And I was like, what? I was like, what? I'm sorry. I'm just like, like a moth to the flame. I was just so mesmerized. But we sat there for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And just and enjoyed ourselves. Enjoyed it. And there was no rush. There was no, here's, the, I'm just going to leave this bill here. Not, not at all. No. And, and I think too, that I, I said this, I think while we were sitting there, I, I'm pretty positive no one was going to sit in our seat after right. we left. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. when when you're reserving a table, you're reserving the table for the night. For the night. Like Correct. they're not expecting you to leave at any point and no. to reseat that that table. So it's just, I just cannot say enough, you Correct. know, positive things about this whole experience. There's no negatives. No. Absolutely none. And the, you make a great point because our dinner started a little after six and we didn't leave till like 10 p.m. That's yeah. how long we were there. It was a long, it was a long dinner, but it was so well paced. And I, I did not feel like we sat there for four hours and it was such an experience. There's nothing that'll ever top that. Oh, no. no Until no. we go back again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> until we go back again or until I go to the restaurant that is modeled, like in France, you know, like, yeah. you know, like until yeah. I go there, I don't think anything will ever top it. But the, even, even a small detail, they brought us out like a little congrats on the main street dish. They did. Cause they, they said, what are you celebrating? And I said to Colin and Bella, you know what? I'm saying the main street dish. Cause that's what we are celebrating. We worked hard for it. And they brought us out this little adorable thing that said, congratulations on the main street dish. It was so nice. The level of service here is just so next level. And I mean, I, one, can't wait to go back in Tynekin. It will be a while, but. Yeah. And what's really amazing too, is if you are fortunate enough to go more often, you know, let's Mm -hmm. say once, twice a year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The menu changes. Yeah. So. It can change daily. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm, and I'm pretty positive if you do go back and let's say the menu is the same, they will probably do what they can to make that experience different for you Mm -hmm. and, and more enjoyable. So I, I really, um, you know, I, I cannot wait to go back and see what kind of, you know, creative and crazy menu they come up with. Mm hmm. I laughed when we got up, though, because we were like, okay, next time we'll go, we'll probably be when Finn turns 10, because you have to be 10 to go there. And no joke, my dad, serious as day, was like, can't we make this an annual thing? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, sir, we are living on millennial money over here. (laughs) You know, I never really asked your dad if he even liked it. I know I, I, I... He's a man so, of few words. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I was so focused on what I was enjoying, yeah. you know? He I loved was it. Really, he loved it. Yeah. He, w- he wants to go back annually, so I yeah, would say yeah. he loves it. Yeah. It's literally, when he stood up, he was like, so we'll do this next year? And I, I heard him say it, and I was just like, I need to make it out this door, sir. <laughs> I was like, but I love your enthusiasm. But I mean, if we, it, something to say, if we could, we would. Yeah. Like, if we could, we would. There would be mm-hmm. nothing holding me back from going if we had the means to be going, I would be going so often. And I mean, 
obviously we took it to a next level where we upgraded the, t- the chef's menu and right. we, uh, did the wine pairing. If you were to go and just get the regular meal, I'm not saying $295 is not expensive, but it would be significantly cheaper than what we spent on tenor. <laughs> like, yeah, we, you like, you know, there's Absolutely. ways you can go completely bougie or like bougie, like, you know, both are very bougie. I'm not trying to act like this is a non-expensive dinner, but you know, there's definitely a spectrum and you also could have gotten the water, but there's like a, bottle of water that's like $200. So you could go as bougie as you want to go here. Correct. The sky's the limit or or your money's the limit. I don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you, you want to <laughs> do. But even you get your bill and it comes in this wooden box. It just feels so fancy. It comes in a wooden yeah. box that you have to open. It is a full box that slides open and you just feel very bougie there. Yeah. They want you to be shocked and bougie, you know? Yeah. Like when you open, you know what I mean? You're like, whoa. It's like yeah. a jack in the box. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. But I mean, I, the, the price, everything was face value. When we sat down, we knew how much we were going to be. Yes. Like we had the game plan when we sat down. Correct. We were like, we are getting the extended menu. We are getting the wine pairing. So, you know, it, there was no, when we opened, was there sticker shock? Yeah, <laughs> sure. But, but like, it wasn't a surprise. Nothing we got was an additional cost. The old fashioned, the coffees yep. at the end, nothing was an additional cost. Exactly what we saw on the menu was exactly what we paid. Yep. Which plus tax, but you know, yeah, <laughs> and gratuity, well. but you know what I mean? <laughs> of course. But, but all in all, it was, it was the top tier, most memorable, memorable dining experience I have ever had. Yeah. We left and I was like, even Bella texted a group. She was like, where do we go from here? <laughs> yeah, like, well, exactly. We, like our coming upcoming trip in November, I'm like, what do we do now? Exactly. <laughs> you know? Well, you guys haven't dined at Jico yet, so that's still on our list. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah and true. we haven't done Takumi Tei. Yeah. Yep. That's when we're going to get called I do into like a sushi. sushi phase. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I'll do it. I will I go mean, there. Again, like we said tonight, there's things that you, oh, but you never know you didn't, you liked until you actually went and tried them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and, Victorian Albert's such a bucket list item for us. And yes. I, I feel like for a lot of people, mm-hmm. it is. But we're happy to kind of pull back the curtain because I feel like I, and it wasn't even intentional, but I feel like there's just not a lot out there about Victorian Albert's. It seems like this mythical unicorn of a dining experience. Mm-hmm. But, and, and it was amazing and wonderful, but we're happy to kind of pull back that curtain a little bit and be like, this is what it is. This is what you're going to get. And we can sit here on the other end of it and say it was completely worth every penny. Mm-hmm. Again, if we had the financial means to do it yearly, we totally would. Yep. Absolutely. It was so good. And again, it's that dining experience, four hours of literally the most delicious food you will ever eat and some of the best wines you'll ever have. And some of the best service. <laughs> I mean, the best service, like period. It's not even some of it. It's the best service. The the attention to every single detail from those servers were absolutely phenomenal. And even Israel and every single person, the host, every person, the bathroom attendant was like, fix your dress. Literally every little detail. Fix my dress. (laughs) She was like, just make sure. But that's the detail that everybody wanted to make sure that the dining experience was as elevated and perfect as possible. That's amazing. So that's it for this episode of the Main Street Dish. Be sure to follow us on Arlo. So- wow, be sure to follow us on all our social media. You can support our show by subscribing on Instagram and subscribing on Patreon. Take a second to rate our show on iTunes. And for Bella and Bethany, this is Colin, and we will see you on the next show. Bye.